Electronic payments have long been the norm in most of the world, with paper checks considered an antiquated, unsophisticated, and rarely used payment mechanism. The one lone exception has been the United States. Until now. That is all starting to change. There are two main methods for making an electronic payment in the U.S. We'll take a look at both of them, examine the pros and cons of each, and suggest when you should use each. Stick around until the end when we share some ways you can solve a nightmare accounts payable problem and save a bundle at the same time. In the United States, the two types of electronic payment are called ACH and wire transfers. It is important that you understand the different features of each as this impacts not only when you can use each, but also when you should use each. This is definitely a case of all electronic payments not being created equal. Let's start off with wire transfers and talk about the costs. For starters, and this is important as it is the reason I am not a huge fan of wire transfers, they are expensive. The size of your organization, the amount of money you typically keep in your account, whether the transfer is domestic or international, and a few other factors will impact your cost. But as a rule of thumb, if you don't use, if you don't do transfers often, you can expect they will cost in the neighborhood of $20 for a domestic transfer and $35 for an international one. And these fees can add up quickly. Some banks will charge less, some will charge more. Recently, I witnessed one bank trying to charge $75 for a domestic transfer. Does this seem expensive to you? The account holder protested and the bank lowered the cost significantly. Would you have done the same? Here's a bonus wire tip, having nothing to do with the rest of this conversation, by the way. If you feel you are being charged an unreasonable amount for your wire transfers, protest, but protest politely. If you are a good customer, you will very likely have some success in getting the amount of your fees lowered. Now let's turn our attention to wire transfers and uses. Most frequently, but definitely not always, wire transfers will involve larger sums of money. With domestic transactions, the money will arrive the same day, often within a matter of minutes. It can, no long, it can be longer for international transfers, but not always. A few years ago, I did one to Mexico for an organization for which I was serving as the treasurer. I had to go to the bank to do it, which is something that is common for smaller companies. I had a thank you email from the recipient of the funds before I got home from the bank. The speed on international transactions will often be related to the number of intermediary banks the money has to go through. This is something that you have absolutely no control over. The speed is important in transactions where confirmation of the receipt of funds is important. So for example, real estate transactions will very frequently involve wire transfer of the funds, with the title not changing hands until the receipt of the money is confirmed. Wires are also frequently used by multinationals and in the import-export business. One last issue before we turn our attention to ACH. Mortgage lenders will often make a special note that funds are not to be sent by ACH. Why is that? The finality of payment issue. ACH transactions can be recalled should you discover an error within the first 48 hours. So in situations where it was critical that this not happen, ACH payments are deemed not acceptable. I call this the hidden ACH gotcha. Think for a moment. 
if you will, about all those phony email requests for wire transfers that supposedly came from your CFO, but really came from a crook. Can you figure out why they almost never ask for a rush ACH payment? Of course you can. The thieves abhor your ability to recall that ACH payment, but love the finality of a wire transfer. If you're finding this informative, I'd greatly appreciate it if you could hit the thumbs up or the like button. It sends a message to both YouTube and to us that the content has value and it should be shared with more people and we should create more like it. So a big thank you from me to everyone who has hit that like button. Now let's turn our attention to ACH costs. By now you've probably figured out that one of the many advantages of ACH revolves around cost. They're downright cheap when compared to wire transfers and paper checks. As a very rough rule of th thumb, you can expect a traditional ACH payment to cost in the neighborhood of 10 to 20 cents, if you're doing volume by the way, and same day ACH to cost about a dollar. Now remember I said that these figures are very rough, so you may encounter a bank charging slightly more depending upon the relationship and a myriad of other factors. Now, if you're listening to this, you may be wondering why I say that ACH is much cheaper than paper checks when you think that a paper check costs about a buck for the postage, the printing, the envelope, etc. That's because the true cost of issuing a paper check is much higher than that. The cost of printing and postage and the envelope is just the tip of the iceberg. The associated human or people costs related to bank reconciliations, producing the check, following up on the care, uncashed check, etc., can skyrocket that cost to closer to $20 per check. I could go on and on about the cost of paper checks in a lot more detail, but I'll spare you. If you are interested in more detail, I'll put a link to a longer talk I did on this in the description. Now, leading the world in the issuance of paper checks is not exactly a record to be proud of. It's like saying you had the highest golf score, you solved the daily wordle puzzle in six, or you took the road test for your driver's license more time than any of your friends. Not exactly things you're going to be bragging about. That's why there's been such a big push by best practice organizations to convert payments that are being currently being made by paper check to ACH. Now let's turn our attention and talk about some of the uses for ACH. Let's look at times when ACH is best used. Do you think you've never received an ACH payment? Are you on direct deposit of payroll? If so, you've been receiving ACH payments as long as you've been receiving your pay this way. Two of the biggest success stories in the United States with ACH payments are direct deposit of payroll and direct deposit of Social Security, with the U.S. government being one of the biggest proponents of use of ACH. For a few net years now, best practice organizations have been encouraging their suppliers to accept payment in the form of ACH rather than a paper check. It's cheaper, by the way, both for the payer and the payee, faster, there are no checks lost in the mail, whether that's actually what happened or an excuse that no one can prove is wrong. As an added benefit to the payer, if they discover an error, there is the ability, as we've discussed, to recall that payment under certain circumstances. And by the way, as an aside, anytime you make an online payment and provide your bank account number instead of a credit card account number, that payment is going through on the ACH rails. It is the ideal payment mechanism 
for most payments made by organizations and is less expensive than wires. The only time it doesn't work is when there is the finality of payment issue, which we discussed above. Now here's this bonus ACH tip, which I promised you at the beginning of the, of the talk. Too often, an organization has its back to the wall when someone forgot to approve an invoice for payment, or an invoice got lost, or whatever, and the supplier is threatening to not ship needed supplies, or worse, put the company on credit hold. The solution to this rush payment problem is often an expensive wire, costly overnight shipping of a paper check, or even more costly in certain big cities, hiring a messenger to hand deliver the check or to ride it over on a bike. All expensive auctions. What if I told you I had a more affordable solution? Would you be interested? I'm guessing you would. Simply use an ACH. Which type of ACH? There are four different variants, each is with their own nuances. We believe it is critical that every professional in the payment process, even if that involvement is only accounting for the transactions, understand these nuances. That's why we did a separate talk on this, which you should watch right now, using the link that has appeared on your YouTube screen if you're watching on YouTube and is in the description. Good luck.